It's a wonderful time of year. I've been counting down the days to winter's over already. It hit with, uh, hit with a vengeance, didn't it, earlier in this week? I think it was Tuesday morning. I went to my car and I had like ice all over the windscreen. I'm like, no, this is too early. It's meant to happen like at least midway through winter. But it has hit, but it's going to come to an end, which is going to be awesome. Hey, uh, we've just obviously seen up on the screen uh, some footage of uh, Vision Builders dinner last year. And uh, pretty much over the next few weeks, we really uh, spent some time as a church uh, looking towards our future and seeing how we can all be part of this great dream we have uh, around this globe to further the kingdom of God. And that dinner is an outstanding evening and you are all welcome. If you're here for the first time, you're welcome. If you've been here, I met a couple here, been here six weeks, we would love for you to join us. It is a time where we get to come together, our church, uh, for a magnificent evening, a magnificent meal. How That footage is, is incredible, isn't it? And uh, this is the way where we can really move forward as a church as we come to this commitment dinner. And what I thought I would do as we uh, get underway here this morning is I'm going to invite a really uh, core couple in the life of our church. They've been involved uh, with C3 for a long time, a little bit over 30 years, I do believe. And uh, they're really pillars in the house, and they've journeyed through a whole lot of these uh, various kind of fundraising events we've done in the church for many, many decades. And uh, I just thought it'd be good to hear their thoughts around them. So we're going to welcome up uh, Gordon and Julie Lewis right now. Can we give these guys a warm welcome? Mike, grab Mike there. It's wonderful. Who loves these guys? Aren't they incredible? So stunning. And... Uh, why don't you just share with us, because there's some people here that have been to many of those, uh, those events and have been part of Vision Builders for a long time, but there's people here that wouldn't really know what it's about. Why don't you just share, you know, what it's been like for you as a couple and a family being involved in the various things that's been called Rise and Build and Vision Builders over the years. We'd love to hear a little bit about your story, what it's been like. Yeah. Uh, well, as Hartley said, we've sort of been a part of the C3 movement for, you know, a few decades. And, uh, you know, during that time, we've, we have been a part of Rise and Build, and, and which has uh, turned into um, Vision Builders. And uh, during that time, it's, it's a time where we get together and we offer God um, offerings to further the work of the building the kingdom of God on this planet. Mm. And they, during, you know, at one time they sort of joined Beyond, which is the, um, you know, ministering to the poor, ministering to all different aspects of things that need to be, uh, you know, different things that need to be given to uh, missions and orphanages and all sorts of things where, you know, we truly are the hands and feet of God, you know, ministering out into the communities of the world. And Beyond is part of Vision Builders. And, uh, and so if you've got a heart, I would encourage you, if you've really got a heart, to give to the poor. And we're doing many things already in the church through the C3 Cares, um, you know, sort of all the different outreaches and ministering that way. But there's also a global, um, a global aspect mm. as well. And, uh, and so the money that we give through Vision Builders goes to all of these different causes. It goes to uh, TV. Um, being, you know, the gospel being able to broadcast through TV over 
um, you know, all different nations, nations that don't have the freedom that we have, nations that, you know, unless they have some sort of a cable or a satellite that they can, you know, get uh, these broadcasts in, they don't hear the Word of God. We mm. hear it freely. Yeah. We can turn on our free-to-air TV and we can hear the <laughs> Word of God. But, uh, you know, but a lot of these, you know, countries that have got faiths that are different from ours uh, don't get to hear these things unless... Somebody pays the bill and actually goes and broadcasts these things. Mm. So, so you know, part of Vision Builders is raising money for the gospel to get out to those places. Part of it is to, you know, to get the, um, uh, you know, to be able to minister, you know, to, you know, all the, the various uh, needs that there are throughout the world of which, you know, everybody knows there's huge need yeah. out in the world. And also for the you know, um, the gospel to be preached and for people to hear. And my gosh, you know, you only have to turn the TV on to see the need that there is in the world at the moment for Jesus. You know, oh my goodness. And uh, so we've got that opportunity that we can join together. We can join together and we can be a part of the answer, right? So that all of those things, we can do our little bit. Mm. If every, you know, there's a, you know, one of those old sayings, you know, if there's a a big mountain, how do you climb the mountain? You do it one step at a time. And if every single person contributes Mm. the part that they can contribute, plays the part that they can play, that's one more little step totally, up the mountain totally. until, you know, we take the mountain. Come on. And, uh, and so all, all I could say is, you know, from our own experience, you cannot outgive God. Every time we have given God and sacrificially and through many different areas, we have seen the hand of God in faithfulness being extended yeah. back to us. We have seen situations that we couldn't change change. We have seen doors open that there's no way we could have opened them. We have seen circumstances align for our, you know, um, you know, that really blessed us. I'll, I'll just put it that way. That really blessed us. And so I would encourage you, if anybody's thinking about coming along, I really encourage you to come. You will get a world view of what is happening. You'll get a world view of the need that is out there. And you will see the part that we as a church are playing yeah. to be able to meet that need. Right. And so I'd really encourage every person. It's a great night and uh, I just welcome you to come along. Wow, beautiful. What about you, Gordon? There's been big steps you've taken. What is, what's your oh, thoughts? Yeah, I, you look back and you're just mind-blowing. You know, I thought Vivian nailed it this morning. <laughs> you, know, you know, what giving does, it gives you a sister like Vivian yeah. and brothers and sisters all over the world that would not experience what we can experience and, and, and start to take for granted, you know, salvation. Salvation, most of us, all of us, probably our salvation can be traced back to somebody giving something sometime, yeah. to giving to build a building somewhere. We got saved in a little, not 1857, our church, we got saved in. Wow. Somebody gave to build that church, wow. right? And somebody before them gave, and somebody before them gave. And people coming after us won't know who gave, right? It, it's unmerited favour. That's what the, the church is built on. Mm. You know, you can't outgive God. You know, salvation, you know, <laughs> eternal life. It's because we got it because somebody gave something sometime, wow. right? So I can just encourage you, get along and give. Never in the history of mankind, I believe, has the world needed, not needed, needed more 
giving to save that guy that's looking on the idiot box and being led into terrorism, right? If we expect change, it's going to cost us, right? It's going to cost us. So I just encourage you to get along, get involved in the church. We've seen this church grow from a few people. You know, we started coming to C3 in, in the end of 1980, right? And we've seen it grow from a few people to tens of thousands of people. Mm. And that's just our C3 church. That's what we are part of. Mm. You know, I just encourage you to get your shoulder to the wheel. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a time for these that we're built for, right? And just encourage you to be involved in it because it's going to take all of us to change the world. Yeah. Right. right? Our little bit at a time. Totally. And just be prayerful about it. And Lord, what can I do? Mm. We can give our time. But we also need to give our coin sometimes to make a difference. Wonderful. And just that's, that's all I can say about it. I just encourage you that, you know, we all have a responsibility to be involved in growing the church. Beautiful. It's just, and sometimes it's just obedience. Mm. Lord, what will you have me do? Lord, what will you have me give? Beautiful. You know, it's as simple as that. Sometimes it's just plain obedience. So that's all I can really add to this and just encourage you that if you want to see change, we're all part of it. Beautiful. Just Outstanding. That's it. Wonderful. Can we give these guys a round of applause? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful couple really forging away. And uh, so many things they said there are so true about all of us putting our shoulder to the wheel. And we are so proud of this house because... People do this in so many different ways, and, uh, and it is making a difference, a difference. I'm just thinking about all the team that helped make our Thursday Care Centre uh, actually work and operate every Thursday. People in the kitchen cooking meals, people singing and bringing worship, people preparing a message of hope for people. I saw some photos from, from Maryland's on Friday night. A lot of us were at home watching a movie or watching Manly getting beaten on the footy, on the, in the footy, which is a sad uh, state of affairs. However, there was people out there with Leon preaching the word, Bradley and Annabelle cooking up some food. We had uh, Hinny and Enoch uh, doing some music and in so many areas, and we're so proud. There's a team who have been praying into the healing service today. There's all these things we're doing out there to bring people to Jesus, and there is a mighty army. And I want to start by just saying thank you to each and every person that is making a difference. Can we give each other a round of applause? Because people matter to God. They really do. People matter. Everyone matters to God. And can I tell you, we are so much better when we're better together, when we're here doing it together. There are things that we are doing in the life of our church that myself and Natalie, even our core team, cannot pull off without a mighty force and a mighty army moving together, making a difference. And we do, as we heard, we need to make the difference. I don't know when Jesus is coming back, but I do know we've got to live like it could be very, very soon. That is the way to live, to be truly making a difference, to be building his house, to be out there saying, yes, I want to be part. I want to be part of the answer. I want to be part of the solution. Because we know, if we're in Christ, we know that we have the answer. We have the answer. We have Jesus Christ. He is the only way to heaven. We know that through him is life. He is the way, the truth, the life. And we need to deliver that to the world. And we are, and we're going to continue to do it as we do it together. And I just love that what we achieve for all of those making a difference, and it is 
like Gordon said, it is time, but there's also an element that are needed need finances. Because all those things I mentioned, particularly are outreach services, without the finance, we can't hire the whore in Auburn. We can't hire the whore in Maryland. We can't cook all the food here. We can't do them without that. There's a balance. And I love that together we can do them both. We can give our time, but we can get behind the wheel and say, I'm going to be part of this. I'm going to be part about populating heaven. Because this is really heaven's cause. Heaven's cause is bringing this good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to the world. And we get to do that in so many great ways in the life of our church all around this city and beyond. We do it with love. We do it by sometimes holding out a helping hand for people in need. But it's so important. It needs to be the focus of the church. I love coming together, but this is cool. It's like we get fired up in here to go and do what we need to do out there. This is the firing. This is like the engine room. This is where we get inspired and we get full of faith and we get ready to be great witnesses and great lights outside of these wars and truly make a difference. That's the kind of church that is so good to be involved in. And I'm glad at Silverwater and around our campuses in this city, we are determined to make the difference, determined to bring the good news. And I love that when we do it together, we are so much better. We are so much better. We are better together. Do we know that? We are better together. I love doing things with teams. I love coming together. I'm just one of those kind of people that enjoy doing things and doing them together. I can remember um, four years ago, I, uh, I joined some of my mates and we signed up to do a, a 100-kilometer endurance kind of race. It was more determined to be more a walk than a, than a run, 100 kilometers through the Blue Mountains. And I was so excited. I think I've got a photo that we can bring up showing us at the starting, uh, at the starting of this, uh, this event. Don't laugh at what I'm wearing there. It looks like I'm almost in a dress, second from the left there. But these were some of my long-term mates that I grew up in church since I was a young, young boy. And uh, we trained and we trained and we trained. Because 100Ks, you can't just walk out and go, yep, I'm just going to do that without any training. Uh, the number one reason they say people pull out of this race, true story, is because of blisters. True stories. Every time someone pulls out of the race, you've got to write down what your reason was. And they said the number one cause is blisters because, you know, you're not always used to your shoes being on your feet for, you know, up to 24 hours. If you walk it quite consistently at just a reasonable pace, it's about a 20 to 24-hour race. And, uh, and we trained and we trained and we got together. But um, unfortunately, in the week leading up to this race, because uh, I just love teamwork. I know what we can achieve together is going to be great. Unfortunately, we had a really sad incident occur in the life of our church. The race started Saturday morning and was going to finish Sunday morning. But I, uh, I actually had to pull out of the race to come and make a, a, an announcement in church here for one of our dear members that had passed away. And uh, so I had to ring my friends and say, look, guys, I'm really sorry. I, I, can't, I can't do the whole race with you. I was like, I was kind of really torn because I, I kind of really wanted to. I wanted to be there for him. I wanted to know because I knew we were going to be better together. So um, what I did, I said, look, I'll come and do the, the first leg of the race. The, le the race was divided up into, into four legs. I said, I'll come and do the first leg, but then I'm going to have to pull out because this was going to end, you know, kind of late afternoon on the Saturday. And I said, I'm going to have to come home, drive from the mountains back and, uh, and be here for the following morning. So I had to pull out and I, I did that first leg. 
It was, uh, I think it was 26 or 28 kilometers. And uh, I can remember, you know, saying bye to my friends and like cheering them on. I said, I'll be thinking of you as you walk all night. And it, was, it was like drizzly and it was cold. And uh, I was going home to my warm bed. But I just wanted to be there for them because I knew we'd probably have a better chance of doing it if we were together. And I remember the rules. They were this. You started in teams of four. If one pulled out, the three could still remain and they could go as a team. If for some reason another one pulled out, you could actually finish the race, but you had to go and join up with another team just for safety because you're walking like there was, there was marked tracks, but sometimes you'd walk for hours and not see anyone or have any marshal you would pass. So that was the rules. And I just knew that we could have done this thing anyway. It turned out like this, that I came and drove home and uh, it had actually been raining really extensively leading up to the race. So they actually... Uh, for safety reasons, they had to shorten the race. So one of the legs became, uh, I think, only nine kilometres instead of 18. So it became a 91-kilometre race. Uh, and the nine kilometres was the second part, stage two of the race. So I got in and thought, oh, nine Ks, I'll knock that over in no time. And so I came back to Sydney, and I was pretty curious. So I started ringing uh, one of my, uh, my best friend's wife and said, oh, how are they doing? And after a little while, I got onto the phone. She said, oh... Yeah, um, they've pulled out. I'm like, what? I'm like, they've pulled out. She goes, yeah, yeah, they, they did that next leg. And then um, because it was shortened, instead of just continuing, you actually had to get in a car to take you to the starting point of the third stage. And they got a little bit hungry. They thought they'd go into Katoomba for some pizza. So there are my friends. I'm like, you what? This is a race and you want to go and have pizza in Katoomba? So there they were in the comfort of the little pizza place, eating their pizza, and they're looking outside, and it's drizzling with rain. And all of a sudden, the three boys got their little heads together and thought, you know what, going back, open fire at the house we were staying, warm bed, that was what they decided to do. And they pulled out of the race. They pulled out. We would have been better together. Don't pull out. Don't be the fourth cog in the wheel that goes, oh, I'm not important. We're all important. We can help go together. And there'll be times we carry every other people, but that's good. That's really good. We didn't make it. I'm convinced to this day we could have, at least two of us could have made it. It was myself and uh, the younger boy in that photo, and I think we were the fittest of the thing. But we could have made it. Better together. Better together. And sometimes we come into church and say, oh, there's lots of people getting involved. We need all of us. Yeah. Every single person in every single seat, we need you all to move forward. We need every single person to be not just a seat warmer, but in the right season saying, I am in. I'm going to serve in the house of God. I'm going to help with some outreaches. And I'm going to make some sacrifices with some giving. I'm going to go to that dinner. I'm going to make a commitment. It might start out small, but that's okay. You might only be able to put in $10 a month and say, I'm going to still, every time I hear of what we're doing around the globe, I want to be part of the cheering squad and saying, I'm part of that because we all can be. We all can be. We can make an absolute significant difference. Everyone say, better together. We are better together. And with us all on board, we can take this life-changing message to the world. And there is an urgency. It's not time for the church to, to pull back or just sit down and be content. It's time for us to go forward. 
to push forward, to truly focus on these things and make the sacrifices. Let's truly live like he is coming back soon. Let's kind of have that urgency in our spirit because he could be coming back. Well, the people we want to deliver the message of Jesus Christ, we don't know, none of us know when our, when our clock ends here on this planet. Someone told me about a few years ago about a website where you can go and it's called, I think, Death Clock. And you can go in and put all these details about yourself and this thing will try and estimate how long you've got to live on earth. I've never done it because I'm just like, I'm going to go against uh, the Word of God and believe that I'm going to live a long life, not what some Death Clock website says. But we don't really know, do we? We don't know if we're going to live to a 90 or 100 or it's going to be well short of that mark. And the people that we're reaching, we don't know how far they're going to go either. But let's have a little bit of urgency in wanting to get this message out. Wanting to get this message out. It says this in 1 Timothy 2, 4 to 7. He wants not only us, but everyone saved. You know, everyone to get to know the truth we've learned. That there's one God and only one and one priest mediator between God and us, Jesus, who offered himself in exchange for everyone held captive by sin to set them all free. What a beautiful thing it is to be free. Free of our sins, free of our wrongdoings, washed whiter than snow. That's what happens when we come to Jesus. It is a beautiful thing. Eventually the news is going to get out This and this only has been my appointed work, getting this news to those who have never heard of God and explaining how it works by simple faith and plain truth. Getting this word out to those, to getting it out, to getting it out. What a magnificent thing to have as part of the focus of our lives, to getting it out. What a magnificent thing that is worth living for. That's worth getting up a little bit early and praying into. That's worth showing up early to church to serve. That's worth making a commitment and sometimes missing some things. This Vision Builders Commitment Dinner, and there's going to be things you might have to put aside. My wife and I were discussing holidays the other day, and we're like, you know, big overseas and haven't done a lot of them. And I'm like, you know, one of the reasons is because we choose to as a family to try and make, you know, for us, you know, to put something in that is quite significant for our family into this Vision Builders program. We, and we choose that, and we're happy to do that. That is our main, our main priority and focus. And, you know, there will be sacrifices. I remember in the early days before we had kids, we, uh, we ran one car so we could, you know, be putting in significant amounts into this Vision Builder program. I used to have to catch uh, lifts to work and catch the bus, and it was a sacrifice that enabled us to do a lot more than what we could have done as a young married couple running two vehicles. There's things that all of us can do, and I just think, wow, what a wonderful thing. Because out there, I know there's so many great worldly programs and seminars out there to go to. Some of them, I'm sure, are, are brilliant. You know, the, the things to inspire you in life and the Anthony Robbins styles of seminars and things over your health and things over investments and And I'm sure many of them are great. But ultimately, what we have to deliver, nothing compares to it. Receiving Jesus for the human soul. Having eternal life in heaven becomes our destiny and the peace we carry. Gordon hit the nail on the head when he's talking about that's, that's it. 
It's the salvation that we get to bring to this world. Salvation. Because all the people, even if they are seemingly doing well on the outside with finances and investments and and health, there's always a void on the inside. If they don't have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour, there is a void. There is a gap. It's how we're designed to be in relationship with God through Jesus. And they need it. And we can tell them about it. We can tell them about it. So let's live this way and do it well together. I had this beautiful quote I read this week from Dr. Yongi Cho. It says, A girl whose name I don't remember introduced me to the man I will never forget, Jesus. Jesus. We can deliver that to so many people. We can all do it. Pulling together. And the task is big, but we have a great God to partner with us. We have a great God to partner with us. And when we do that, a lookout world, what we can achieve. We're not meant to be in the background, church. We're meant to be in the forefront, delivering Christ into people's lives, where we come together. And as we see people saved and into the church family, that's how they're meant to live, coming together. Ephesians 2.9, Now you are no longer strangers to God and foreigners to heaven, but you are members of God's very own family, citizens of God's country, and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. Isn't it good to be in God's house, to be in his household together? It is a good thing. It is a wonderful thing. And we can be really focused on bringing other people into this family, this beautiful family, God's family. It's not just a building. It's not a club. It's not an organization. It's not an institution. It's God's house. It's God's family. And that's how we're meant to live, just like that. Romans 12.5, so in Christ, we who are many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. In 1 Corinthians 12, a large part of that chapter is all about one body, many parts. I'm sure a lot of us have read it well and I love it because it's a good scripture to help us to just be reminded afresh that to have this body of Christ operating in the earth today We need different skills, different talents, different abilities, but we're all part of the body in different ways. And that is wonderful because there's so many things happening around the life of our church that I am not skilled to do and I can't do. I can't sit on the sound desk. I can't do the screens. I can't be on the drums. I'm not meant to be in the kitchen cooking for the care center, but there's people who are. It's the same with our giving. There's different amounts that we're capable of and stretch, able to stretch out to do. But if we all do it together, shoulder to shoulder, we can achieve mighty and great things and see God move because he does move when we step out. God loves it. And I love the, the whole vision of Vision Builders. And Julie mentioned it well. We pretty much hit three areas when we do Vision Builders. Through media and TV, we're able to spread the gospel so wide. It's incredible all around the globe, Uh, our churches, Your Best Life, uh, TV program, Pastor Phil Pringle, is all around the globe because of that. Isn't that great? We also have areas of of beyond, like Julie mentioned, where we are out there in the community. We do that both locally and internationally, which is wonderful. And then we have buildings, buildings to house our our, our church, our children's church, uh, our colleges, our Bible colleges, they're the things that are where our finances go in the Vision Builders program. And they're used wonderfully. And uh, 
We are a generous church, which is just brilliant. Last year, when we saw footage of there, $3.96 million was pledged. Isn't that wonderful? And you know what? I'm so grateful that this is our church, because can I be really honest? We would not be in this building today without a shadow of a doubt if there wasn't a legacy left before us of this program and people giving it to us. We would not be here today. We needed that, that amount of just decades and decades of people giving finances so we're able to purchase this building. It wouldn't have happened, you know? And now we move forward and keep paying down that debt as we, as we go into this. But it's this kind of life where people truly make a significant difference. And I love how it's used. I mean, it loves Sydney. And we saw our Vision Builders video last week seeing us giving out like $15,000 to the Kids Helpline. Brilliant. $30,000 to Homes for Heroes, to some of those people who'd been at war and come back severely affected. And there we are, able to giving out significant amounts of money, $35,000 to the Humpty Dumpty Foundation. How good is our church that we're doing this? $5,000 to that little Jackson Kelleher boy, the boy that year before couldn't walk, he was on his frame, and then we saw footage, you know, 12 months later of him taking steps and moving forward. That is our church. We have our care centres running. You know, we're giving out, you know, in, in a 12-month period, there's about over 4,000 food hampers going out to families in our city in need. 4,000 parcels of food. Brilliant. We're supporting the raw effect to help eliminate youth suicide. We're supporting the Padir Girls Academy uh, in northern Uganda, which provides education, food, shelter for single mums in northern Uganda. How good is that? I've been there. It's a magnificent thing. We're donating money to help with a mysterious nodding disease in Uganda. We do single mum support, SMS Lighthouse, with over 222, 220 single mums have been helped recently. Isn't that awesome? We're reaching over 1,200 children through Sydney through school scripture. Isn't that, isn't that good in itself, that we're out there in local schools uh, telling people about Jesus? We're out there helping kids in through compassion. So far, our church has given away 21 cars to families in need. I love that. That is brilliant. We're involved in Christians Against Poverty, and we're seeing many, many people saved through that. Every time there's a natural major disaster on the earth, there we are, church, helping out. Recently, with the Iraq and the Ebola crisis, raising over $50,000 in donations going out to them. Young Adults Ministry, putting breakfast in our local high schools, helping out on the schoolies through Red Frogs. Every Christmas, giving over 1,000 hampers. New care centres out in Auburn and uh, doing things like that, which are happening all the time. In Marylands, recently in Brookvale. Uh, we're doing things like putting out brilliant albums so people can uh, have, uh, have worship music in their homes. Our beautiful dinners. It goes on and on and on. In India, you know, our, our Your Best Life TV channel uh, sees about 800 decisions weekly for Christ in India as it's uh, translated over there. It's brilliant. We're doing new extension services. It's possible because of the Vision Builders program recently in Bankstown. It's where my wife Natalie is this morning, preaching in Bankstown. It's a new day for our family, getting in two cars and going around the city to both preach at uh, the same time in two locations. We've uh, just started in Rurunga. We launch in a few weeks in Avalon on the northern beaches and in Manly. We've got plans in place for Parramatta. There's things happening. We're stretching out, which is brilliant. We're able to do that because people are putting their shoulder to the wheel. So many things are happening. Our college has 
over 250 students full-time on site at Oxford Fours. Locally here, we have two night college classes meeting on Monday nights. There's over 316 students who are on off-site learning through uh, the online system. There's so many things happening, and I'm so grateful for our church. You know, we're seeing close to 3,000 people every month in C3 churches around the globe coming to meet Jesus Christ, their Lord and Saviour. Can we give the Lord a round of applause for that? It's awesome. It's awesome. And I was reading this week uh, some scriptures out of Nehemiah. It's always been one of those books in the Bible that I've always loved. Loved seeing how Nehemiah worked and how he, uh, how he, he got into prayer. And here we have Nehemiah who was uh, a cupbearer to a Persian king. But he started to get a deep burden on the inside of him because the wars at Jerusalem were in shattered. For 140 years, they had laid like that since King Nebuchadnezzar. And I just think this man got this burden on the inside of him. It was a deep thing that kind of dwelled up. It burnt there. And one day he's delivering a cup to the king and the king notices that he's not in his normal state of of joy and happiness and he starts to inquire, why today are you this way? Why are you like this today? And he starts to explain, he's like, I'm not happy about that war, I'm not happy that that city is like that and the inhabitants of there, they're they're not living like they could live and, you know, he just wasn't happy and this thing burned on the inside of him. And then the king gives him permission to release him to go and do something about it. And it's just a, a fascinating book in the Bible. It's got so many wonderful things in it as he goes and he, he starts taking this passion that's on the inside of him. And he says this to the people, Then I said to them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come, let us... Build the wall of Jerusalem, that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of my God, which has been good upon me, and also the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to the good work. But when Sanballat the Haranite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem the Arab heard of it, they laughed at us and despised us and said, what is this thing that you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? So I answered them and I said to them, the God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore we, his servants, will arise and build, but you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. He's not satisfied. He wasn't satisfied. And when I read this story, I think about, for me, I'm not satisfied that while we are meeting here right now, there are literally thousands of cars zooming past our front door with people in them, men and women and children and grandparents going past our front door and they are not on their way to heaven. They don't know the Jesus Christ that we know. They don't know Jesus Christ, but they need to. And I think we need to capture that same burden, the same way Nehemiah had this thing burning on the inside of him. He was not content. 
He was not contented as he said, arise and build. And that's what we're doing over these few weeks. We're saying, let's go, let's get up, let's build, let's go forward. Let's see the vision of Sydney, a city of Christ come to being. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And I love the response. I was reading this this weekend. You go to chapter three, he's just said that. He's saying, let's get up. And as you go through chapter three, the whole chapter is devoted to those that jump on board. And I started getting my pen. I started writing in the margin. Every time it mentions a person or a family unit who jumped on board. And for the next whole chapter, we see 42 times people jumping on board, people rising up and saying, yes, one's doing this section. And then it keeps saying in the Word of God, next to them, there's another family and they're doing this. And next to them, there's someone else and the daughter and, and father are doing this. And then, and then next to them, there's another group. And, and next to them and 42 groups get on board in the Word of God and say, we're going to be part of the solution. We're going to put our shoulder to the world and we're going to rebuild. We're going to rebuild and we're going to rebuild. And 42 groups of people and oh, how I want in my life to be one of those that was known to be one of the builders, to be one of those that actually said, oh, I was next to Hartley and Natalie, and we ran this race. Oh, Patrick and Vivian, they were right there with us. Chrissy DeCunto was in the race. Chris Heckick was in the race. Millie and G, they were in the race. The Lewises were in the race. Next to them was Leon. Next to them was Kate. Carly was in the race. Let's go through the whole auditorium and let's all get in the race. Next two, next two, next two, next two. It's for us to jump on board. There's no exclusive club where you don't have to be here for 10 years to, to help out or, or you have to do, it's for all of us. We can all be part of it. We can jump on board. 42 families, everyone was in there. There was high priests in there. This family, that family, male, female, they got on board. They got on board and they started to rebuild. They started to rebuild. And it's great because when you go into chapter four, they're building and things are happening, but it didn't mean that it was all going to be smooth sailing, and that happens to us sometimes. We step out. We say we're going to serve there. We're going to increase our giving. We're going to step out in faith, and we expect that it's always going to be rosy, and sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. But what are we going to do? Let's keep going. Keep going, keep going, says at the start of chapter 4. But it so happened when Sambalat heard that we were rebuilding the war, he was furious, indignant, mocked the Jews, and he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish, stones that are burnt? They start getting this coming at them. You might be here today, and even that you're in church, you might have family members saying, why are you going there? Are you one of those that go and give there? Why are you doing this? And that happens sometimes. Let's keep going, because it's worth it. It's worth it no matter what people say. We keep going. We keep going. We keep going. We keep going. Opposition will come. We keep going. 
we keep going. I remember being in a restaurant recently and the lady asked me about this church and I, she said, oh, you're not like Hillsong, are you? Where they take all your money and it just cut my heart. It cut me because I thought, how wrong you really are. Do you know what some of the churches in this city do for the community and the world? They have no idea. A couple of bad, wrong articles that have no truth base in them put out in the media and people start reading this but it's the local church and we shine and we shine. doesn't matter what comes our way, we keep going, we keep going, we keep going. And down in verse 6, so we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, so they're halfway, for the people had a mind to work. Now it happened. You know, some of them came. It says in verse 8, and all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. And verse 9, nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God, and because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. They didn't throw in the towel, they kept going, they put a plan in place, and we're going to keep going, and we're going to keep going as a church as we go forward and we take our courage and we keep going, and we arise again and we arise again, we arise again and we keep going. Verse 14, and I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Sometimes I think we are actually in a battle. We're fighting to put stakes in the ground, and it's for us, but it's for our family. It's for other generations. It's for people that will come after us. People, like Gordon mentioned, they got saved in a church, built so long ago, someone gave, someone made that thing happen. We are making a difference for others, both in this generation around us and generations to come, making a significant difference, making a difference. And then in verse 16, so it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held their spears, the shields, the bows. They wore armor and the leaders were behind all those of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other hand they held a weapon. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built. How is this? How's this for determination? There's some opposition that could be coming at any stage. Do they give up? No, they don't. They start working, doing stuff with one hand and having weapons in another hand. They didn't let the opposition pull them back. They didn't let the troubles. And sometimes, you know, we step out and we help at church and then something happens and we might have a, a poor experience and maybe it is a bit burnt, but do we just let that be it forever or do we kind of shake ourselves off and move on and let forgiveness flow, whatever's needed, and keep going and going? Maybe we, we made a commitment, one vision builders, and we didn't fulfill it. Do we say, oh, I'm not doing it again? Or do we get up again? Or we, we say, no, I can do it again. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. And here they are. They knew opposition was intimate, but they made sure they kept going. They kept going. They kept going. And I love that. And they go on to do a brilliant thing. They go on to achieve what they wanted to achieve. They go on to complete the war. Chapter 6, verse 15. So the war was finished on the 25th day 
was finished in 52 days. And it happened when all the enemies heard of it, and all the nations around us saw these things, that they were very disheartened in their own eyes, for they perceived this, this work was done by our God. You see, us, better together, God, miracles. Do we see that? Miracles. Tremendous impact in this world. Us and God. But we need all of it. Imagine if building that wall, there was only like 20 groups instead of 42. The other 22 went, nah. And all of a sudden, the wall has got big holes. No use having a wall around a city that's there for protection and safety. If you've got big holes in it, we can all jump on board. We can all be part of doing something so significant. So significant. We make a difference. We make a difference. I'll get the band to come up right now. Because I know God has a purpose for us all. But I'll make sure that in our lives we, we get on board for a cause sometimes bigger than ourselves. What I love about God is we step out and as we do great and brilliant things that he comes through and he blesses us at the same time as the Lewises have stepped out. You know, as they've stepped out and stepped out, every time they go out in faith, God comes with them. God comes with them, and it's like that. It's like that. As we step out, as we step out, someone encourages us to be people, to set our hand to this good work, because it is a good work, isn't it? It is a good work to go out and, and cause a difference in so many lives, to fulfill the call that God has on our church, to go out and make a difference to be a church beyond these walls, to be out touching lives, giving out clothing to people that need some clothing, to be out giving food to those that need food, but kind of above everything, to be out delivering a message. The greatest message of hope on the planet is the hope of Jesus Christ. And we get to do that time and time and time again. And we want to go together, church, because we are better together. As we join shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder, we can make a massive impact. So Friday the 19th, we would love for you to come and join us this magnificent evening. We'd love for you even today to just go straight to the info desk, say, yep, I'm there. Leave your name. We'd love to get you on a brilliant table. We'd love for you to come with us on this journey no matter what stage we're in, just all get to that dinner. It would be brilliant to come and just hear it. Now's not the season for you to get involved. We won't look at you any different. But for many of us, it'll be a pull on our heart to say, hey, I want to be into this. I want to make a significant difference. Significant difference. Can we just bow our heads now? I'm just going to pray over us. Father God, we're so thankful, Lord, for the house of God. We're so thankful, Lord God, as a church, that, Lord God, not only can we do life with each other and support each other and journey with each other, but we can have an outward focus. We can have dreams that are so much bigger than just dreams we carry in our own heart, that together, Lord, as a mighty army, we can arise and we can go and we can make significant impacts to both our community locally and internationally, Lord. We're so thankful for your heart that it is that none would perish. Help us, Lord, to carry that same desire, a burning 
desire and a passion on the inside of our hearts for that, that everyone, everyone would matter to us because everyone matters to you. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just before we conclude our service here, I'm going to do another thing here this morning. I'm just going to give everyone in this room an opportunity. So much of what I talked about was all focused towards a life with God that we know without a shadow of doubt people need. That people need in this world to have peace on the inside, to carry hope on the inside. And when people hear, accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior on this earth, that's where the hope comes. And I don't know everyone's story here, but if you're here today and you've never said a prayer to accept Jesus into your life, just in a moment, I'm just going to give you an invitation to say a prayer with me. I'll ask you to raise your hand. You can put the hand up. I'll see it. You can put it down and then I'll lead you in a prayer. Just down on the floor here, I'll come off the stage. So if you've never said a prayer and you'd like to, that opportunity will be given just in a moment. Maybe you're here today and you once said a prayer like that, but you know you've drifted. You know your relationship to the Lord is cold right now and you would like to come back Oh, what a delight that would be for our church to see you return and get close with him here today. Or maybe you're here today and you've, you're just unsure if life was to end. You're unsure if you would 100% go to heaven. If you're unsure of that question here today, can I encourage you, that is not the thing to be unsure of. Because you can have assurance and 100% confidence here in this moment if you We'll just say this prayer and reconnect to be sure of your salvation. This is the greatest thing for any human. There's no greater higher calling in our life. This is where it's at, where we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So the Bible says, every one of us has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We can't get there by being a good person. We can't get there by obeying laws. We can only get to heaven through the forgiveness of our sins through Jesus Christ. That is the only way. And right now, in a moment, we will bow our heads. And if you would like to say that prayer with me, you here today can raise your hand and say that prayer and have full confidence of where your eternity lies. So right now, across this auditorium, if we could bow our heads and close our eyes. Why do we bow our heads, close our eyes? Well, just gives us a moment between us and God just to examine our heart, not have distractions and truly see, ask yourself that here today, do I know God? Have I ever invited him into my life? If your answer is no, oh friend, today can be your day. Ask yourself, have you once said that prayer but you know you are far from him and you, you, you feel a distance and you know that relationship is, is not vibrant, it is cold, today you can come back. And thirdly, if you're here and, and life was to end, today was the last day on this planet, if you're not 100% sure you would go to heaven today, you can be sure. So right now with every head bowed, eyes shut, if you would like to say a prayer today, you're in one of those three categories, can you boldly lift your hand up, boldly in this place, say yes, Hartley, that is me. I want to say that prayer with you today. I want to receive salvation. 
or I want to come back, or I want to be 100% assured of my eternity. Is there anyone here today that wants to say yes to that invitation? Doesn't get better than this in life, to say yes to God, to receive Jesus as our Lord and our Saviour. I'll give this a moment. Is there anyone here, if your heart's beating, maybe your, your palms are sweaty, maybe that's an indication. You need to say yes to Jesus today. You need to come back to Him today. You need to get your life right with Him and have all of your sins forgiven and be washed whiter than snow. Anyone here today, I'll give it just a few more seconds. This beautiful atmosphere in the house of God. Let's look this way. God is here. Why don't we stand up? Thank you, my friends, just lifted a hand. Why don't we just stand to our feet? God is here. Oh, He wants us to always draw near to Him. And if you're distant, today could be your day. One of our friends right at the end there, she boldly lifted her hand. What we're going to do right now, there could be others here. I'm going to ask my friend just to come out of your aisle. Is that okay? I'm going to meet you just down the front of the corner. And we're going to say a prayer together. This is what it's about, church. Let's welcome our friend here this morning. So bold of you. What's your friend name? Samir. This is beautiful. This is a beautiful moment. God sees you right now. We're going to say a prayer. I'm just going to say it. The whole church is going to repeat it. You can repeat it too, asking Jesus into our lives. Dear God in heaven, forgive me today. I'm sorry that I've sinned. Today I turn to you. Today I receive you into my life. I thank you that today I am saved and I decide to follow you all the days of my life. Amen. Let me pray. Father God, thank you for this beautiful life we have. Thank you that today she has received the most magnificent gift any of us can ever receive, the free gift of salvation. I pray, Lord, you bless her. Help her, Lord God, to follow you all the days of her life. Thank you, Lord, you stand with her. You support her on this journey. Thank you, Lord, to see beautiful days ahead, like a bright sun shining down on your life. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. So God, you've got this beautiful, beautiful gift. Find it, take it, find it, find it for her. Let's give the Lord a great round of applause. Thank you, Lord. Uh, they're the highlights of our week, seeing people come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Well, church, are we going to do it together? We're going to rise and build. We're going to go shoulder to shoulder. Next two, next two, next two. And truly make a significant.